Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series Podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week to learn and get to know our sports community through our very own podcast. Today, for our very first episode, I will be interviewing Adam, the co-owner and race director of Somersault, Eastern Ontario's largest multi-sport series. Somersault is a race series based in Ontario that specializes in multi-sport events such as triathlons, duathlons, running races, and team events. Somersault has been producing events for over 35 years and has grown to now hosting thousands of athletes each year. Co-owners and husband and wife Adam and Elizabeth are committed to continuing the Somersault legacy by hosting incredible events for all goals in the Ottawa Valley and around the Capital Region. Thank you so much, Adam, for taking the time to speak with me today. I'm super excited to hear the history of Somersault, the evolution of Somersault over the years, the event series, as well as the story of how you and your wife, Elizabeth, joined forces to continue the legacy of Somersault. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. It's uh, it's a fun it's a fun business. It's a fun event series. So Somersault is uh, it's been around for a long time. It, the exact date isn't even known because it kind of changed names over the years and has changed ownership over the years. But it started kind of in northern Ontario sometime in the 80s. So we're going on 40 years in the near future, kind of that mid 30s, early 40s. It's it's changed names a few times, changed ownership a few times. But from the beginning, it's always been more multi-sport focused. So a lot of you know triathlon, swim, bike, run, a lot of duathlon where it's run, bike, run. Back in the day, we even had things like canoe and kayak triathlons. There was a rollerblade marathon. So it's, it's really done a good job of building like a series of events that are more in that multi-sport kind of niche side of things. Nowadays, with the newer evolution, it's, it's now owned by myself and my wife, Elizabeth. We've owned it for a couple of years now, and we're, we're super happy to have it under our umbrella. But it's it's now more triathlon and running. Running is obviously a big craze, especially during COVID. People became what we call pandemic runners. All these people that are a little more, um, we call them social athletes as well, where they're looking for an experience through sport. And we offer something that uh, we think is is kind of nail on the head, if, if you will. That's amazing how it's kind of developed over time. What would you say like are some of the biggest milestones over the years? Like were there specific events that happened a couple of, you know, there's two things, I guess, and kind of some of them will answer the question in more of like a holistic sense, and some of them are kind of more on my path and how I kind of got to be here. But on the on the broader side, um, Somersault has been able to to grow over the years for one, but two, there's been opportunities to kind of partner with other event organizers and take over races as certain people retire. A lot of times, really small independent races are, are kind of ma and pa, the same way we kind of consider Somersault to be. And... At a certain point, the owners either age out, they retire, they move, yada, yada. And then you're kind of left with something that you think is, is special and it's been built up over the decades, but there's nowhere to hand it off to, right? So now we're, we're really fortunate that now, like in 2023, Somersault owns um, the National Capital Triathlon. It's the oldest triathlon in all of Canada. We also organize and run the Meech Lake Triathlon, which is the oldest triathlon in Quebec. So even though they weren't always under the Somersault umbrella, like I find it so special that we have an opportunity to put on an event that's been around since the 80s and people have been doing it for 20, 30 years. So you get these events that are kind of staples in the community. I'll bite it's, it's a niche community by all means, but I think those are pretty big milestones when you're able to take on a race that someone else is kind of passing the torch on. You get to learn a lot from them and how they used to do things, put our own flavor onto it and then make it something that is, is unique and special and obviously a big part of our, our sports history. So that, that, that I find kind of answers the question on that side. 
And then for Elizabeth and I, it's it's been a long story, but long story short is when I was 12 years old and when she was in high school, we were both participating in somersault events, you know, not knowing each other. I volunteered at races for a couple of years. And then I think I raced every somersault race, gosh, for like four or five years in a row. And she did a bunch of somersault races too. And now you can look back to the results and see that, yeah, we were in the same place at the same time. Oh, wow. That's incredible. That, yeah. This is one of those small world moments. So between Elizabeth and myself, we've gone from being volunteers to being participants. Uh, when I opened up my bike shop here in Ottawa, uh, VeloFix, it became a sponsor of the series. So I got to become part of the event series as a vo volunteer, participant, as a sponsor. And then for a little while, I was a race director. I kind of an employee of Somersaults. And then for Elizabeth and I to take that next step, become the owners is pretty rad. So we're very excited for that milestone. I think it's a, it's one that we always look at in the calendar. And by, by total chance, um, we signed the papers to take over the business two days before our wedding day. And that was, that was during uh, the pandemic years during the lockdown. So our first real year back was our first year as, as a married couple. So a lot of our, our relationship, her and I, um, kind of lines up with the relationship we have with our business. And every year on our anniversary, which is the anniversary of our marriage, the anniversary of, of, of owning this, this wonderful series, we host a, an event called Fall Colors. And uh, we now have a tradition of organizing a wedding dress 1K. So anybody welcome to sign up, it's like 20 bucks and you get to do a one kilometer race in a wedding dress. And it's a fun way to redraw in a crowd, super social. We had last, we had half men, half women. So it was really you know, an inclusive thing. It wasn't just for ladies. It wasn't just for guys. Yeah, so we, we try and commemorate these milestones in, in different ways, whether it's a historical race or whether it's these new traditions that are found. But yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty big on milestones. It's kind of a fun question that you asked that way, but I hope that answer uh, comes across as, as fun as it is for us. Yes, no, it's, it's honestly, it's so interesting to see how you guys have crossed paths several times with it. And now you guys are running something that you're both so passionate about. It's, it's incredible, the story. It's, it's very fascinating. What do you believe is continuing to drive the force of Somersault, like moving into the future? I, I think it really is, well, it's two things. Again, I, I feel like all my answers are two things lately, but it's two things. It's it's the attention to detail and it's putting the athlete first. I know those kind of sound, uh, you know, kind of like generic answers, but a couple of things are Elizabeth is in charge of the athlete experience and partnership and whatnot. And just off the cuff, some, some tangible examples is that, you know, we're, we're not afraid to, to invest in these things like either collateral and items and branding and we have new pens and new logo and whatnot but on the athlete experience side every time you cross the finish line you're going to get we have free non-alcoholic beer from one of our sponsors we have fun prizes uh we have food at the finish line now as where i, I don't want to knock the history of somersault but back in the day you cross the finish line of a marathon you get a banana and a, girl and a granola bar you know now we have live music we've got uh, like a, a curated spotify playlist we've got like at our last race, we had pickles, brownies, and cinnamon buns. We had uh, obviously the bananas and the bagels and you know, yada, yada. We have um, yeah pickle brine, uh, sports drink. We have the music. We built a custom podium with like an Instagram kind of moment for you with these trophies and signage. So we really try and put the athlete first. And I think that's what happens is they, they come, they have a really fun time. They come back again and they bring their friends because it's a really social experience. It's not just you show up, you race your heart out and you go. I think we're catering to the the social athlete. Um, we do have it obviously in the elite, in the elite side of our series where people can come and and do their best. But we like to think that we're kind of the every person race. But on the second side, like I said a moment ago, it's it's 
it's a tantalizing and, and brutal detail, but it's every little detail. So every time we do a race, we sit down and we analyze, you know, was there enough cones, as boring as that is, you know? Could we have changed the signage? Can we change the arrow on the signage? And we consult with our volunteers and our charity groups. We consult with our race crew. Um, if, if we're not the race directors, we talk to the race director. And every every event, like you wouldn't believe the amount of tweaking that happens in the back end. And a lot of it is just kind of a check mark and yeah, it went well. But to sit down and go through, call it like the hundred different points that make up an event, we're like one of our races that we host in Rockville, it's it's been around again since the, the 90s. We, we moved the location by 100 meters, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but by being in the park across the street, it changed the whole flow of the race. And now runners don't have to cross the street anymore. It's a safer route. Um, you don't have to worry about having volunteers and staff and police that are managing traffic control. So it reduces the cost, which allows us to put money towards, you know, call it pizza at the finish line or something something else that enhances the experience more than just having a cop on the intersection, you know? So it's, it's, it's an exhausting answer, but it's analyzing everything um, and putting the athlete first. To me, what I've what I've gotten from what you just said is the experience of just attending one of these events is just phenomenal. With all the, the things that you guys put into the events, into the races, like it's incredible. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very much a party. And at most of our races, if not all of them, I'd say the number of spectators outnumbers the number of participants. So if if you got a family of four where mom is doing the triathlon and dad shows up with the kids and they're all spectating and cheering and they're bringing noisemakers and it makes the whole thing really a, a party it's it's a great it's a great atmosphere i I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to the national capital on june 17th it's gonna be very fun i'm very excited to try it out for myself yeah you really have to see it to believe it kind of thing like like any experience it's best when it's experienced right so it's one thing to see all the stuff on instagram and all the reels we do and and you know checking in on our socials and our newsletter and stuff but yeah when you're there in person it's it, it blows away the stuff you see online i promise well i'm i'm really looking forward to it i'm curious as well like tell me more about the series like what are you trying to achieve through this series like is there any interesting facts that other than what we've shared already <laughs> yeah it's a couple of things and a lot of them aren't, aren't very well advertised and that's obviously my fault but th- through a business you can do so much and i know somersault that people think of it as more of a series and frankly for elizabeth and i Business might be a bit of an exaggerated term, but it is a business in the end. And, and through a business, you can do so much. So just a couple of offhand examples um, from the old ownership to now, we've managed to reduce our carbon footprint by over 90%, which is something that we're incredibly proud of. And then on top of that, we do uh, tree planting through the Rideau Valley Conservation Foundation. So we're actually certified carbon neutral. We're one of the only ones around. And we have a whole sustainability model around the series, which again, isn't really well advertised. So it's not like it's something we do to bring in more customers or yada yada. It's something that we believe in firmly and it's something that we look back at and say, oh yeah, instead of gas powered generators that are smelly and noisy and bad for the environment, we have batteries. You know, Instead of having 10 different cars for our race crew, um, you know, we carpool or we get one longer vehicle and do one haul. And we've, we've managed to change our supply chain so that a lot of our stuff is a lot more local. Instead of giving, giving everybody a generic, cheap, scratchy $5 t-shirt that was made overseas, you know, we have a high quality texture and it's optional for those that really, really want it. Um, and it's made within the continent. So it's not coming from you know, around the world. So there's a lot of things and like little fun facts like that about Somersault that come to mind. They're not very well advertised, but it's something that Elizabeth and I believe in, or we're kind of constantly experimenting with now that we have this, this tool, right? We're trying to use it for, for good. You know, every race has a charity component to it where we fundraise for a local cause. A lot of the volunteers that show up on race day are from the charity that we're fundraising for. So as you kind of fly by the volunteer who's manning the water station 
or the volunteer who's taking control of the transition zone. You're interacting with people that are from the community that you're raising money for, and they're seeing where the money comes from, and everyone's kind of seeing the impact that all these events can have, even though that might be a little bit kind of up in the air and kind of, uh, you know, airy-fairy, so to speak. I think there's something tangible about it, how at the end of every race, we are able to cut a check to a local organization, you know, call it, if you include the spectators and the athletes, you know, two to 5,000 people every day that we host an event now had a day that was you know, happier, healthier, with some fitness built in, some outdoor time. It's all things that we think are going to push things in the right direction. It, obviously, we're, we're a very small part of this big this big puzzle, but it's, it's fun to see people being healthier, happier, more active, and more social. It's absolutely incredible what you guys are doing. Just your social initiatives with what you guys are doing, it's it's incredible. Um, I did want to touch on one thing I was I noticed that you brought up, the local charities that you work with. Would you mind letting us know kind of who you work with and what they're doing and how they're kind of involved? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, so when, when every, every event has their own, in a, not in a perfect world, but it's kind of fun that we have a different one for every event. So we have, call it 10 events a year on average. You know, sometimes you, you gain an event or sometimes you retire an event. But so it's fun to, to reach different charities. But the fun thing is that they come back every year. So they start to understand the race and they start to know what to do a little more. There's a lot less education you have to do. So then you get these really cool volunteers that just know the drill and it makes the whole experience a lot better. But starting kind of with the, the first race of the year, we work with Immerman Angels. It's a charity that provides one-on-one cancer support to either someone who's going through cancer or someone who is a support person for someone, a friend or family member with cancer. So they're, they're one of our biggest and well, not, not that I can say our favorite, but they're, they're, they're a really special crew to us. They've been around for a long time. And Immerman Angels is one that we, we love to, to kind of toot their horn. And then as you kind of go down this series, we work with groups like the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, we've even done local sports teams. You might get like a local athletic department that doesn't have the funds to purchase the things that they need. And obviously athletics are important to us for obvious reasons. So even some local sporting groups and stuff like that have come back year after year. There's a local football team that, again, purchases new equipment every year with the funds that we raise from our athletes and, and through our through our events. Um, it's, yeah, so about a 10 to a dozen every year, but ranging from, again, true charities like Everman Angels and the Boys and Girls Club, right down to grassroots, like local youth sports programs that just, you know, need to have a revenue source outside of registration. And we provide that for them. So yeah, it's a little bit across the board, but it's part of what makes our events fun is that every event you're going to get a different kind of flavor from our volunteers. It's great though, because it's all relevant, right? So all the different groups, yes, they're kind of across the board, but they're all relevant to what you're doing. Yeah, I think so. And a lot of them are also athletes. I mean, with Emmerman Angels specifically, they approached us because one of their one of their ambassadors and one of their their more core members in the Ottawa chapter is someone that did our events for years. And a friend of theirs actually passed away from cancer back in, I want to say 2011, 2012. And, and, the, and the event that we host called Embrace Winter was her last race that she was able to do before she passed. So it was this really interesting, I hate to say cool, but it's this really cool way to kind of honor her and bring back the charity that supported her through her progress and have them be the charity of the event once again. So it, it's, there's ways like that that we try and tie in some sentimental value I know with the football club, the, the head coach of that football club happens to be someone that worked for Somersault 20 years ago. So he was someone that was volunteering and helping out kind of on his own. And now that he's an adult and has, again, a program of his own, he's kind of come back to Somersault and say, hey, you know, I remember doing this as a volunteer. I want to come back and provide the whole crew and in exchange where we want to fundraise for new helmets or pads or whatever, whatever the football team happens to need that year. 
So there, there, there are some really tangible, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. There's some tangible little bits that we try and pull on. But yeah, every once in a while you get a crew that comes from you know the woodworks where they, they put up their hand and they reach out and they offer to help and we always are happy for that. But for the most part with the repeats charities that we have, we, we have some really, really strong groups with really strong ties to the series in one way or another. And, uh, and they're back every year. I love that. I, honestly, like every story that you even brought in about the different partners that you work with, it's incredible. Just the relationships and how it's built over time and how, you know, like you were saying about that football coach has kind of come back, right? It's, I, I love what you guys are doing. This is, this is amazing. I, I did want to know when was the next event? Uh, like when's it coming up? Pretty soon. So we have two events of our own in May. We have an event that's new for this year. It's, it's, it's actually the first event, now that I think about it, aside from the wedding dress dash, that Elizabeth and I have started from scratch on our own. So we're hosting a 5K and a 1K run. So the 1K is for the kids, and then a 5K run through the Tulip Festival on Mother's Day. So we're putting a bit of a spin on, on, on Mother's Day, where it, it, it's, a, it's an afternoon race. It starts around noon. Um, we have a, a big bouquet of tulips for the winners. It's, it's more of a social run. Again, you're welcome to come and race, but obviously with the, with the kid factor and whatnot, it'll be a little more of a social run and you're running right through the tulip festival. So there's going to be, you know, tens, if not dozens of thousands of spectators lining the course the whole way. You're running past hundreds of thousands of tulips. So we have that coming up on May 14th. Then we have our first triathlon of the year called the early bird triathlon. It's already 97% sold out. And then, and then the week after that, it's not one of our events, but you can catch us at a booth inside of the Ottawa Race Weekend Expo. So even though there's, uh, you know, 10 somersault events every year, you might see us, Elizabeth and I, and our team at other events like the Race Weekend Expo, or you might see us out and about at other festivals and events. And all the events are just listed on your website. So any of our listeners can just search your website and they can find all that information there. You got it. Yeah, everything's publicly available online. We try and do a good job of putting all the info out there. If anybody has any questions, I'm easily accessible by email or by Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're, we're not hiding these days, so we're easy to get a hold of. But yeah, the website's got all the info, and we hope you guys all, all check it out. Okay, and uh, one more question about the event as well. Does it cost to register or participate in the event? It does. So yeah, you can sign up for any one of the events. There, there's a fee associated to it, but a lot of that money goes either towards charity or just towards supporting the event itself. And whenever you do sign up, there's a little list that we say, it says, you know, included in registration is, and we kind of throw all the things that you get for signing up. Everyone gets obviously a custom made bib. You get, you know, free photos from our sponsors. We have uh, professional photographers at every race that can capture the moment and things like that. Uh, for any one of our kids' races, racing with your kid is free. So if you're going to sign up, let's say your, your child for the Tulip Festival 1K, but they're a little too young and you're nervous about having them on their own, you can run beside them for free. So there's all kinds of ways that you can get involved at a low cost or a no cost way. Um, and, if, and if that's not of interest to you and you're still kind of not sure about this whole triathlon or running thing, you're always welcome to come volunteer, um, come experience the event as a volunteer or just kind of on the sidelines or heck as a spectator, come be, come be a cheerleader. So that there's room for everybody to kind of jump on board, whether it's for for free or, or, or by signing up for an actual event. But yeah, we welcome everybody. I, I love how many opportunities there are for people just to come and enjoy the event and go and, and have some fun with everybody. It's, it's amazing what you guys are doing. Um, last but not least, I know that we discussed this a little bit in the beginning. We kind of talked about your story. We talked about your wife, Elizabeth, a little bit and how you guys met. 
but I would love to know what brought you into running. Did you start when you were young or? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I don't know if I told you the story. So it's funny that, that you asked, but uh, I, I always grew up enjoying running. Like I was on like the grade school and high school, like cross country track and field team. I always had an enjoyment for running. Um, I played soccer at a high level. And then when I went to university, I ended up playing for the university's volleyball team. So I've always been kind of a general jack of all trades athlete, you know, kind of master at none, which as a triathlete now, I, I can say, because most triathletes are, again, we're all jokingly kind of master at none, but good at all three. So yeah, I've always, always been an athlete at heart. And then when I was playing volleyball for the GGs, uh, I went to Ottawa U for my undergrad. I ended up breaking a couple of bones uh, in my leg. So I ended up breaking over a couple separate injuries, but uh, uh, tib fib and then some first and fifth metatarsals in both, both my feet and my shins. So I had an air cast on one side and then eventually air cast on the other side and I was in crutches for a long time. And my rehab was a lot of swimming and biking. So, I, so I've always enjoyed running. And then I, you know, we, we grew up swimming in the lake or in the pool kind of thing. So I was always able to swim. Um, I always enjoyed biking in, in a more recreational sense. But then, you know, you're sitting on that physio bike, looking outside when it's beautiful, thinking, oh, I can do my physio outside. So I dusted off the old Canadian tire bike that I got when I was a kid and started doing my physio outside on the bike. And then I would go to the pool and do my physio in the water. Um, when I was better, I started doing a little more running again. And then lo and behold, if you kind of stitch together swimming and biking and running, it's this whole new sport called triathlon. So the triathlon originally was kind of like a comeback from injury uh, moment for me. So that, that's how I initially got into it. Then I got hooked. But for years before that, when I was playing soccer as a call it 11 or 12 year old, our soccer team signed up for the Somersault 5K uh, years, years ago at, in Orleans. So I had done a couple of races with Somersault before. Um, I had now kind of discovered triathlon through this injury. And then after that, I got hooked on triathlon. I ended up running varsity for Ottawa U's cross country and track and field team. I ended up training with the provincial triathlon team and the rest is history. Oh, wow. It's it's a very interesting story. And I, I like how it kind of, you know, it's it kind of brought you there through like the hardships of injury. Yeah, anyone who's been an athlete knows about the injury path, right? It's 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 one of those, you know, doors close, window open kind of scenarios. And and I feel you right there. Uh, me, I was a boxer. I won two Ontario championships. I was left with a concussion and I was not able to return. So I completely understand, you know, having to kind of go through that but I love that through that you were able to find this new love with triathlons and learning all that because it's brought you here right that's it and I hope your recovery is going well or that it's gone well and that you've, you've found a similar path uh, after boxing thank you thank you yes it's 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 definitely been some time <laughs> um but it's definitely improved but yeah just one last thing I'm I'm just curious if you can share with our listeners any tips uh, for new runners that are planning to participate in your event series this year? So either for running or for triathlon, more for a triathlon, my, my advice is always to just try it, like give it a try. Or as we call, we call it try a try. That's the name of our short distance triathlon. And it's one of those things where running a little less, so, but actually running as well. We offer running races as, as low as three kilometers for adults or 1K for kids. And everyone's everyone's obviously got their own struggles and their own path towards performance. But just about anybody can do, I think, a three kilometer, even if you just walk it. We accept walkers. We accept, you know, strollers too for most of our races. But for triathlon especially, I find you can spend, call it, 100 hours studying the sport and learning about all the details and whatnot. But I find it's one of those things that if you just kind of understand the basics of, okay, I can swim, I can bike, I can run, the rest I'll kind of stitch together with the information I have and just 
as long as you go out and do it, you'll learn so much more in the one hour it takes to do a try a try triathlon than you will spending a hundred hours studying it. And then what will happen is you'll do that first triathlon, you'll finish and you'll go, oh my gosh, I could have been so much faster if I just knew about that little trick with my shoes or if I knew how to go from swimming to bike a little faster. And then you do it again, knowing all those tricks. And you think, oh my gosh, now if I actually train a little harder, then I'll be even faster. And then, and then, and then, and then you're hooked. It's, it's a very addicting sport. So I, I say proceed with caution, but as, <laughs> as scary as it can sound. Yeah, exactly. As, as scary as it can sound, I say, give, give it a try. Uh, you won't regret it, but just taking that leap of faith and giving it a shot, I think will will really answer a lot of the questions. You'll, you'll kind of see what the hype's about. Um, yeah, that, I know it's not glamorous advice, but yeah, just come out and give it a shot. Yeah, well, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to coming out and just experiencing one of your events. Um, but I really appreciate you taking the time tonight to join me and on Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast. It's it's absolutely amazing what you guys are doing, um, and I can't wait to see it for myself. Awesome! Yeah, can't wait to have you. Can't wait to host you and see what uh, what you think about it all.